0: Hello. Coast Radio.
1: <laughs> he- Hello and welcome everyone to Keys to Clarity Radio, I'm thrilled to have you here, this is Louise Crooks, your um your, coast, your host rather, not coast, <laughs> your host, <laughs> and uh, well, we're and kind of doing the coast to coast thing here. Yes, we are doing the coast to coast thing here, Shelley, so <laughs> 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 just got to get myself untongue tied. So, um, but I'm thrilled to have everyone here and I'd just like to share a little bit about blog talk uh, about Keys to Clarity Radio before we jump in and introduce you to our wonderful guest. So, just to let you know, you're absolutely in the right place if you're a healer, coach, author, some kind of transformational catalyst, spiritual seeker, um, conscious business owner, heart-centered entrepreneur. Um, and as I said, my name is Louise Crooks, and I'm also known as the Key to Clarity Coach, hence the name Key to Clarity Radio. Um, I'm a holistic business coach and visibility strategist for folks in the healing and well-being fields, as well as a speaker, author, and of course, radio show host. I'm all about you getting the word out about what you do and sharing how you can attract your ideal clients into your community. You can do it authentically while being prosperous and making a difference. I believe in spiritual alignment with all that you do. In living this way, we can live the lives we truly desire. I love online visibility as a way to help soul-driven business owners build their businesses, which is one of the reasons why Keys to Clarity Radio was born at the beginning of 2008. We're here to support soul-driven business owners to success through spiritual, emotional, personal, and business growth through the expertise of the most amazing guests and leading-edge discussions. So feel free to browse the archives to find recordings of shows with guests the likes of Marsha Weider, Addie Brown, Michael Port, Mary Allen, Michael Lozier, just to name a few, and we'll be adding our dear Chelly Campbell to that list again Today, this is mm-hmm. her second um, interview on Keys to Clarity Radio. I'm excited about that. Um, but be sure to get the updates about what's coming up on the show, as well as ways to cr- increase your visibility and grow your community by visiting Keys to Clarity dot com. That's Keys to Clarity dot com. So before we jump in, um, I just want to share a couple of important details. Feel free to tweet about the show and use the hashtag KTC radio. We want to see what you're talking about. And um, do feel free to um, share about the show as well if you're excited about what you're listening to with the link uh, budurl.com forward slash uh, success without stress. That's budurl.com forward slash success without stress. We'd love you to share um, and there is also a chat room, so if you'd like to come in and say hi or leave a, a question for us, we would love to have you in there, and I'll be checking in there every now and again just to make sure um, we've got everything covered. All right. So, yay, I'm so excited. Chelly, you're here. Um, what Before I, I share about Chelly, I just want to let everyone know what the actual... Show is about so <laughs> it's called eliminating worry and stress to create financial success with our um, our guest um, Chelly Campbell. Many women have very specific fears related to success and money, um, and boy, when I dig into this myself, I realize I had more fears and beliefs around money than I could have imagined. So I think it's likely you can relate. Um, and Chelly is going to go into some of the the fears that um, we come up with. So I'm not going to go into that right now. But, um, you know, she really is um, going to help us understand, you know, how we how we can rid ourselves of these fears, what we can do to start heading towards financial success in our businesses. And I think a lot of us stop ourselves, particularly in the spiritual and healing community. Um, we get really stuck around... Um, financial success because of all the um, beliefs that get in the way around um, the connection to spirituality, doing good, Um, and it feels very different to asking for money perhaps when you're working in the corporate environment, if that was the case. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Chelly, just to let you know, this is her third book that she's written. Is that right, Chelly?
2: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah, your third book. That's so awesome. And it's called From Worry to Wealthy, A Woman's Guide to Financial Success Without the Stress. Um, So Chelly has created the Financial Stress Reduction Workshops, uh, which she now uh, teaches as an eight-week teleclass by herself and her licensed coaches. And uh, I'm so excited, Chelly, that you've you've um, expanded it and have those licensed coaches doing it now. It just means you're spreading your work further, and it's so needed. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, yeah. And Cherry authored The Wealthy Spirit, which I absolutely love. It's a book that um, gives you um, some a really nice, nitty-gritty um, little story with an affirmation to support you every day of the, the year. So if you get hold of that, it's just a wonderful book as well. Um, and Zero to Zillionaire, she also wrote that. So she's one of Marcy Shaimov's Happy 100 in her New York Times bestseller Happy for No Reason. And she contributed stories to Jack Canfield's books. You've got to read this book and Life Lessons from Lessons from Cheap Chicken Soup for the Soul. Still can't speak. I
2: do that too, so I'm glad somebody else is doing it.
1: Yeah, not great to be doing that when you're hosting a radio show, though. (laughs) Eh, It's all right; people will get it. I should have done some tongue twister um, exercises beforehand. I'll remember to do that
0: Uh next time. (laughs)
1: And Chelly was voted Most Inspirational Speaker by Women in Management, Speaker of the Year by the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, and Rotarian of the Year by the Pacific Palisades Rotary Club. She is the past president of the Los Angeles Chapter of National Association of Women Business Owners, was Los Angeles District SBA Women in Business Advocate. And she is quoted as a financial expert in the Los Angeles Times Pink, good housekeeping, lifetime, essence, women's world and more than fifty popular books. So I encourage you to check out Chelly on her website at Chelly dot com, dot com and it's spelled C H E L L I Fabulous. So Thank you. um Yeah, I'm just so happy to have you back. It's wonderful and I can see how much buzz and excitement has been happening around this book. So I'm very excited for us to dive in and to have you here and you know, especially when I know you so well as well. It's just wonderful to hang out with you again.
2: Thanks. I'm enjoying it too. <laughs> I will I will tell you, I just got so passionate about the problems women are having with money and yeah. the advice we keep getting to be like men. And I just uh-huh. really wanted to open up the whole world of business to the divine feminine, as one reviewer Beautiful. said about my book. And I went, oh, I wish I had had to, that to say. But <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
0: Because, yeah. like, when
2: I first started working, I graduated from college in 1970, okay? Uh-huh. So I've been around a long time. And what <laughs> Lots I think very quickly, you know, were mm-hmm. all the prejudices that 70s was... That period of time when women were fighting for equal rights because we didn't have them and it was real clear we didn't have them a woman couldn't get credit on her own she had to have her husband's credit there were still want ads in the paper that said men wanted and women wanted and guess what the women wanted jobs paid less and had no stature so I mean things have changed a lot Yeah, things changed that a lot, whole haven't thing they? But I gotta be like a man, gotta dress for mm. success. I read a book mm. called Games Never Games Mother Never Taught You by Betty Lee Han Harrigan and it was all about how we had to be strong and argue for our rights and I mean it shattered me when I read that. Mm. I just went yeah. Really? And I yeah. saw the truth of it. But it was hard to implement. Yeah. Especially yeah. back then when I was just to kill well, it, you
1: know. It's interesting, I think, Shelley, because it sounds to me like there's this hangover or, you know, this um, social um, generational um, thing that's been passed down um, as well, you know, that we're dealing with around money when it comes to women and money and the energy around that. So it's really interesting you're sharing that about the 70s. It just shows we've come a long way, but we still have some ways to go in terms of our own internal thinking around money.
2: Yeah, back in those days, Virginia Slims, the cigarette, had an advertising slogan: "You've come a long way, baby." And National Organization for Women had a button that said, "We haven't come that far," and don't call me baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Which I, so I relate love. to this. As, yeah, and I so relate to this as well, Chelly um, because. Um, you know, I think there there has been a lot of um, um, steering towards money being a more of a masculine, having a masculine role in our lives and being masculine to achieve money. And um, I love that you brought up the divine feminine. You know, when I worked in recruitment in London, um, one of the reasons why I left was because um, it's a fairly male dominated environment. And as I started to climb up the ladder, I noticed how I was changing to fit in and be what you know. I felt they expected me to be, and I was turning into a complete bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I was really in the masculine mode, you know, to do what it was that I was doing, and I I, I hated it. You know, I realized how out of alignment I was, and yeah. that's one of the the reasons. So I'm I'm really excited that you brought that up, but I would love to hear you know why you actually wrote the book from worried to wealthy. Why don't we jump in and, and explore that first?
2: Sure. It's one of the things that um my friend and astrologer Carol Allen, she always uh she's in my writers group which I formed in nineteen ninety eight mm-hmm. and uh she always is very supportive and she told me what she noticed my process was was writing was there would be nothing, nothing, nothing for long periods of time. Mm
0: -hmm. And then all
2: of a sudden, I'm gushing. She said, so you're like an oil well. You just have to fill up, fill up, fill up the well. And then all of a sudden, you release.
0: (laughs) And I love
2: that analogy, because that's really so. Because for a long time, I don't have anything to say. You know, I have little bits based on things that have gone before. But I don't have that new idea that requires a new book. For a yeah. long period of time. Mm-hmm. Zero to Zillionaire was released in 2006, and I sort of went, okay, that's everything I got, you know, and just yeah. went about my business, teaching my workshops and networking mm-hmm. and doing all of the things that people do, play my poker, which is my hobby.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I love that. Yeah, I have a gang
2: of girls I hang out with for that. And... uh and it happened as I read a couple of books. One was mm-hmm. "Women Don't Ask," and you mm-hmm. can go to womendon'task dot com or look it up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. This woman who is a professor of economics at Carnegie Mellon mm-hmm. uh, wrote a study about how women still are taking the backseat to men in business, and certainly in pay, and largely because. We operate from a different point of view. And one of those things is this is the cultural domination of our paradigm, our cultural and natural, I think. Some of this is biological. Women put others first. We've been raised to be good girls and not to brag or boast. And so we don't put ourselves forward like men do. Men are taught to be aggressive in the workplace mm-hmm. and to ask for a raise and to say, no, you're not offering me enough money. I need this amount of money. And women will uh, don't want to be boastful. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to interfere with the relationship. So when mm-hmm. we're offered, we'd love to hire you for the job and the salary is 25000 we go, oh, I'm so glad you picked me. Great, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of saying 25000 you know, really isn't enough for the skills I'm bringing to the table, whereas a man mm-hmm. would negotiate for 30000
0: Yeah. And Yeah. And,
2: and it sort of goes like that. So this book was illuminating in terms of the statistics. I knew it from doing financial stress reduction workshops since 1990. I've seen Mm -hmm. women have that, and I've coached them how to get past it. But I didn't have the background of statistics that it's so prevalent throughout Mm -hmm. society. And so I really got turned on because this book illuminated the problem, but it didn't really give you the answer. Mm -hmm. And I had answers. And then Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, She's the Mm -hmm. COO of Facebook. She was doing another book about how we have to be like men and work hard and lean into our careers and be more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then there's nice girls don't get the corner office. And I just sat with all of that, and I said, no, this Mm -hmm. is wrong. We have to stop being like men. And we do need to ask, but we can do it in a nice way, in a user-friendly way, and be firm about it, and stand in our truth, and say no to the people that don't regard us well enough to pay us what we're worth, and walk Mm -hmm. away. And we need to have business be more feminine, more user-friendly. The paradigm that they're working with is creating the 1% who own half of what the bottom half of humanity owns, and it's going to continue to go like that because the way they're working on it is yeah. dog-eat-dog, winner-takes-all, and you've got to be the top dog. So all the top dogs, the CEO, CEOs of corporations, you know, the mm-hmm. Fortune 500 and all that, they're mm-hmm. all trying to get paid the most, which what yeah. is that doing to the worker being the middle class? It's depressing their wages, which is what has been Mm -hmm. happening for the last 30 years. So the top dogs get everything. Nobody else gets enough to live on or to buy the products and services they're providing, and it's Mm got to stop. Mm -hmm. You can see I I get a little bit passionate about this.
1: Oh, I can (laughs) hear the passion is awesome.
2: (laughs) I mean, I get fired up on this subject.
1: (laughs) Well, tell me, I know that you had you had some statistic around um, um, American women um, being terrified of, of becoming a bag lady, and i so related
0: to that. Can you, you know, hear a little bit a,
1: about that?
2: <laughs> I have to tell you, I get a chill when I think about it. It's going down my spine right now. I was so guided in the writing of this book. Every time I needed a piece of information or a statistic or a quote, mm-hmm. I would go online, and it would be there. It would oh, wow. just be there within a second of my searching. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I did was I read the L.A. Times newspaper, mm-hmm. and I opened it up one morning as I was just writing my book, and it said they did a study on American women and what they think of about money. And it turns out that 49% of American women are terrified of becoming a bag lady.
1: I can and so relate to
2: that. Even,
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of my secret fears—not so—not so secret anymore. But uh, I think it's one of my my secret fears, Chelly, You know, or has been. You know, so it's uh, it's int- and I only realised that more recently. I think so. It's it's um, fascinating what we carry underneath. You know that we're not even aware of.
2: And it doesn't even matter how much money you have.
1: No, 25% I
2: of women who make more than $200,000 a year are terrified of becoming a bag lady,
1: too. Yeah, yeah I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. It's that, um, you know, especially when you live in a... You know, I grew up in a place like South Africa, and they don't mm-hmm. really have a safety net, you know, to catch you. And, and I think America is similar. It has more social um, support, but, you know, there's no safety net. So, you know, the fear of of... Um, you know, financial failure in some way I think is is quite prevalent there, which is why I think people are are quite um, driven as well in a place like South Africa. So it's interesting to to um, just notice that, you know. But gosh, yeah, it's amazing thank you for
2: sharing that perspective from a
1: different mm-hmm. country. Yeah, you know. yeah. Countries experience experience things yeah, like that in yeah. different ways.
2: There are yes. universal human factors that go into all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it seems to be always a drive by the powerful to become even more powerful and to knock mm-hmm. out the competition and keep other people from being happy and well and successful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's, that's unfortunate so
1: wrong on a human level. It really is. It really is, Chetty. And I could get on my soapbox about this because I think that's where cap- capitalism is broken. You yes. know, I think. You know, it's not a capitalism that's working for everyone. It's um, It really is a dog-eat-dog world. Um,
2: well, I was really but, excited but about Obamacare, and I was happy about it. I was seeing a lot of people getting saved, you know, because you couldn't get insurance if you had a pre-existing condition. If you lost uh, your job, you lost your insurance, and you couldn't get more. I was yeah. horrified by that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so when
2: Obamacare came in, I said, Yippee, this is wonderful. And a friend of mine said, But it's socialism. And I said, <laughs> and Well, tell so, what, tell me I love Exactly. I love what is socialism. So wrong with bring that. it in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring it <laughs> on. What is so
2: terrible about socialism. <laughs> like, I'm not saying communism where everybody gets no. the same because some people work and no. some people don't. And some people are really talented and geniuses mm-hmm. and they deserve more. I'm mm-hmm. not unhappy about that. But war yeah. shouldn't mean everything. How exactly. many airplanes do you need, really? Exactly. <laughs> when it costing somebody else's ability to live.
1: Yeah. To exactly.
2: eat. To get medical care, to get to get dental, the basic needs met. Yeah. Yeah. I say mm. let's spread out the money so everybody gets the basics. <laughs> okay, you get to live
0: health.
2: You get somebody, some clothes on, your, clothes on your back and some shelter, and then after that, the the really supreme people who really want to go for it and run the big companies and everything can do it, and they can get yeah. extra
1: goodies for that. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, again, you know, because look, taking that step back, you know, and having known a couple of countries and lived in a couple of countries, you know, I see, like, South Africa and the U.S. follow the capitalism focus Uh and there's a definite Uh huge difference between the has and the have nots you know the the poor and the the wealthy and it and it just gets wider and then you've got um and there's suffering real suffering and then you've got places like canada uh, canada england france which are more socialist based and Uh it's a much much better system you know people are Uh taken care of you know, it's not—it's not perfect. None of them are perfect, but you know, it's—it's it's a much better way, you know, to make sure everyone gets what they need. So, I'm totally with you on this, Jenny. Um, it's—it's not everybody
2: is singing the song. People always no. get really nervous when you want to change the paradigm, and they look mm-hmm. at communist Russia or communist China and say, "Oh my God, we don't want to be like that." Well, mm-hmm. I don't either. But no. I just see a better way of doing it—that's adjusting the capitalist thing just a bit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when eighty-five people in the world own as much as three point five billion people in the world, it's mm-hmm. broken.
0: Yeah, now time it is is broken. back
2: to why women are so terrified of becoming bag ladies—it's mm-hmm. because our financial services industry. Only says that fear message, you're going to run out of money, you better put mm-hmm. money in your 401K. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. of course, we have got no financial education in the school system. No, none. Nobody none. knows how to read the, the rules of a 401K. Nobody has yeah. taught the stock market or how to read mm-hmm. a mortgage document. Yeah. And you know they fool you with stuff in there
1: that you don't even know is there exactly yeah so there's a lot I'm that just needs to mad change. about
2: the whole thing
1: <laughs> but you know beautiful what's beautiful Chelly, is that you're on the forefront of helping those things change with a book like this you know your passion and standing out and talking about this in a in a public forum is 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 so big you know it's really exciting and i'm i'm excited to be part of it with you so you, you know i just want to congratulate you for taking that stand Thank to, you. To you know,
2: it, it wasn't what I started out. You asked me originally, "How did you come to write this book?" And yeah. it didn't start out that way. It's no. really like my agent was thinking it was time for me to write another book and prodded <laughs> me a little bit and started talking to the new editor of self-help and business books over at Sourcebooks. Her name is mm-hmm. Stephanie Bowen, and she's a delight.
0: Mm-hmm. And my
2: agent, Lisa, has been with me since the days when we couldn't find a publisher for uh, my first book, The Wealthy Spirit. So she's, mm-hmm. we're just sisters, soul sisters under the skin. So oh. we had a three-way conversation one afternoon, and I said, well, what's really nudging at me right now as a topic is women because of these books and how I'm adding it together and what's happening in the economy. And I mm-hmm. really want – I have some – real good advice for women on making Mm -hmm. more money. So I'd like to share that. And they said, great, write us up a proposal. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. She goes, we only need two or three pages or whatever. Mm
0: -hmm. Because I've
2: been with them before. But here is the thing. I had to get them something by Monday. This was Friday, and I was booked solid on Friday. (laughs) Yeah. So the Sunday I just blocked out to write. So I sat down at my computer at 8:30 in the morning and mm. caught fire. And I didn't get up until 9:30 that night and I had 65 pages written. Mhm. Wow. I had done a full on <laughs> book proposal. Comparison to the literature in the marketplace now, why this book is needed, why I'm the one to write it, and here's some sample stuff. I took some stuff from my blog post that I've been writing. I saw how they all fit together in this,
0: Mm -hmm. and I took some
2: samples from that and some new things I had found, and they bought it that Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Wow, that is awesome. And they caught fire because you were on fire. It yeah. makes total sense. The energy of that, you know, and um, and for those who are listening, who are, are budding authors, I really want you to listen carefully to what Kelly is saying here because, you know, her process and what she was including—it's it's all important. So, yeah, very cool, very cool, Kelly. So tell that us what's sense. different about this book, and um, a little give us a little bit more information about that. I, I know that um, we've got into that a little bit already, but um, anything else you yeah. want to share around that?
2: Well, the things that I am specifically see, there's some of this about how business itself needs to change. But mm-hmm. then there's the part about I'm addressing women, women like me, who don't want to run General Motors. We don't want to be the CEO mm-hmm. of, of Yahoo mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm delighted there are women who want to do that and go for those big corporate jobs. But mm-hmm. to my mind, they're all working too hard. And I don't want that much responsibility, but that's me. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: I wanted to write for people who are like me, who don't want that, Mm
0: -hmm. who want a
2: different picture. When I started teaching workshops in 1990, Tony Robbins was the end-all and be-all of seminar speakers.
0: Mm -hmm. And he had a
2: 1,000 people in a hotel, and they're all high-fiving each other. He had an infomercial running every night on cable. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I just looked at that, and I said, well, I'm not doing that anytime soon, but I can be my own little commercial, and I'll just go to networking groups locally and give my little 30-second spiel about how I help people with money. I say, I treat money disorders, spending bulimia and income anorexia. Mm. So I, I would go around with that message, and I'd enroll people, and I'd teach them in my house. And a lot of seminar leaders start like that, and then they become this big deal and go do hotels and everything. And I just said, well, I just really like this process of everybody coming to my house, so I'm going to keep doing that. I don't want to do that big thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: now so, I started I started doing it as a teleclass in 2009 because my books got popular, and people from out of state were saying, I want to take your eight-week class, but I can't come to L.A. for eight weeks, so I have I got smart and said, okay, teleclasses are the thing. I can do it that way. But Mm -hmm. I do my teleclasses in a very different way just to make mention of this. A lot of Mm -hmm. people do teleclasses and play a recording so they can have hundreds Mm -hmm. of people on the call, and then they Mm -hmm. answer questions for the last 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. My classes are always less than 10 people so that everybody gets to share every week because I'm giving personal attention to everyone in the class. So it costs more money, but you get, really get a workout, and yeah. I'm looking for the thing that's holding you back. So yeah. I started in 2009 teaching this as a teleclass, and now listen, other people are doing one on one consulting, you know, and when they're successful, they're going to work 40 hours a week. When mm-hmm. I'm successful, I work six hours. Okay, I like that picture better.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Because I want to work a make the money business. I
2: want, and
1: mm-hmm. then I want
2: to take a lot of time off to go play. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people would like to have. There's a whole lot more people that can set up a business like I've got that can set up one like Tony Robbins has or
1: mm-hmm. General Motors. Yeah.
2: So my message is for them, and what you have to do is reach your people. Figure out how much money do you want to make And how many Mm. people do you have to serve at what price to make it? -hmm. Here's the Mm -hmm. financial formula. Say you want to make $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Well, here are your options. You can sell one person a $100,000 package, Mm -hmm. and then you just have one, which is what people who become employees do. Okay, Mm -hmm. they have one client. Yep. All right. So, or you can have 10 clients who each pay you $10,000 mm-hmm. or you can have 100 people who each pay you $1,000 or you can mm-hmm. have 200 who each pay you 500 So now what you've got to know is what is your talent and skill
0: mm-hmm.
2: and how do you best work with people? Are you best in front of the room of 1,000 people? Then you're going to go do a different model than yeah. me who needs just i need 80 people a year okay yeah yeah that's it so i don't have to appeal to the masses or become this big famous person
1: mhm i think a lot <laughs> of people get 80, caught up in that that's
2: the bottom line
1: yeah i think a lot of people get caught up in the in that um frenzy you know especially if they have been to those big seminars and you know the million dollar you know, again i guess it's part of the um know part of the living in a capitalist society we can get caught up in that but you yeah, know when you, you got to be take, number take a,
2: one and it's yeah, a and male when take, construct
1: yeah and most and, and of when the you, big
2: sellers are men
1: yeah 95
2: percent of the business books are written by men from that yeah. male paradigm
1: yeah yeah i had to
2: offer there's another paradigm and let me tell you here is the key to not worrying about money Work mm-hmm. on yourself, work on improving yourself, figure out yeah. what you really want to do, what your talent and skill is, exactly. and then set up a business doing that, and you will never be fired and you will never mm-hmm. have to retire. Retirement exactly. is for people who hate their job.
1: If you yeah. love
2: your work, you don't ever have to stop.
1: Yeah. I it's can interesting,
2: <laughs> It's really interesting
1: because one of my mentors um, – uh Andrea J. Lee. She um brought up the topic of what's enough. You know, and I think yeah. that that is an important question because I think we get caught up in this sky high million dollar, multi million dollar thing and that's not really what most people are looking for. They're looking to have a successful business and a successful life, you know, comfortable life, but they don't feel the need to have multi-million dollars worth of you know income, um, and you know sometimes that can also equal to how much you're how hard you're working too. So you know just by, by understanding what kind of a lifestyle you want to lead, how much time you want off, like you were talking about with your own business, Chelly. You know that
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know working in a certain way and understanding how you best work is really important. Yes. Yeah, I it's- love
2: that it's just so important. It's it, I didn't make the connection for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. a
2: musical comedy actress for about 16 years, you know,
0: high school, mm-hmm.
2: college, and eight years professionally. And mm-hmm. I discovered that professionally I wasn't enjoying myself.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: got work. I did a show at Disneyland. This was the coup de grace for me, a mm-hmm. show at Disneyland, five shows a day, five days a week for nine months. Wow! I thought I was going to die of boredom. <laughs> I thought I would die of boredom. And here I was having the success that all my friends were jealous. I had a job. I was working as an actress, you know, and I hated it. So I fell it's into oldest, a bookkeeping job, and I loved it. So I said, well, I'm liking this, so I'm going with this. It's different every day. Mm-hmm. And then when so, I got so into a it. position where I was hired to manage a small bookkeeping service and mm-hmm. then I was made a partner and given 20% ownership of the business after the first year, that was when the light bulb went on for me. And I yeah. went, oh, I could make this company worth something and then 20% would be worth something and I can make a lot of money. I like that picture. Yeah, yeah.
1: especially when you know... You're doing something you love, and you know that you're actually able to make a difference with it, too. I mean, I think that's so powerful, you know, when you can get behind a passion. That, um, yeah, now, sharing you know, is the key. To. Here's a real mm. key thing
2: for me, mm-hmm. having to do with purpose. Yes. When I had, I eventually bought my partners out, I had 13 employees, mm-hmm. I had lots of people's money. And mm-hmm. I saw that people didn't know how to read the reports I was giving them. They just mm-hmm. sucked them in a drawer and said, that's for the accountant at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I went, no, let me mm-hmm. share with you what it's telling you about how you run your business and the missed opportunities for profits you've got here. And then they mm-hmm. wanted to hear it. And yeah. three of my clients in the same week said, you should teach this.
0: Mm-hmm. And I went,
2: ah <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, nobody's really doing that. Yeah. See, now there's a lot of business coaches, but back in that day, yes. there weren't any coaches. Nobody talked yes. about that. Yes, it's So they were just <laughs> workshop leaders, you know. So I mm-hmm. became a workshop leader. I called it financial stress reduction. Mm-hmm. But I knew then that I didn't want to do that big lecture, 100 people, because that was going to be like what I hated about being an actress, is mm. just doing the same thing over and over and doing a performance. Yeah. What I Saw was what I enjoyed most about acting was yeah. rehearsal. Yeah, <laughs> rehearsal—a small group of talented, creative people moving a mm-hmm. project forward. So mm-hmm. that's how I created my classes.
1: Yeah, beautiful. It's, it's such mm, great it insight you had. It's such great um, insight you had of your um, or self-awareness that you had there, Chetty, to know what you needed, you know, to be able to create that for yourself. I think that's a really important point for those listening who are building their businesses to really be listening to that as well. You know, are you building your business for yourself or are you building it for someone else? Yeah. yeah. Who are you
2: trying to look good to? Exactly, exactly. You know, I want to be looking good. I want to be successful. I used to put down people in my mind. Mm -hmm. I would put down people who had their own business working out of their home because I thought that wasn't legitimate. You know, I had an office Mm -hmm. with employees and blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. I kept meeting people who were saying, oh, yeah, I used to have an office with employees. I sold it, and now I'm a consultant working out of my home. (laughs) And what I noticed was they looked happy, they looked rich, they looked successful, Mm -hmm. and they weren't working 80 hours a week. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. And I was getting burned uh, out. We learn that lesson pretty fast, most of us, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. but it doesn't doesn't always work, you know. And then we move on yeah. to bigger and better things if we if we catch on fast enough. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I think that paradigm of working that way is is definitely shifting. Um, yes, Telly, and and we're I guess we're paving the way for that too. So it's it's really exciting. Well, but you love
2: can't to make money. Oh, mm-hmm. Let me say it this way. Mm. The The hardest thing to do right now is make enough money that you can save enough to retire. Mm -hmm. The model that they're putting out there, all these financial planners and advisors, you know, invest in the stock market. Well, how risky is that? Look what happened in 2008. Uh
0: uh You know,
2: invest in bonds and stuff like that. They don't pay any interest. We were promised 8 to 12% interest, and that was going to be our retirement. Well, it isn't happening. Mutual nice. funds didn't pay anything mm-hmm. if you average the last 20 years. Yeah. You yeah. got nothing for it. So the yeah. model is really broken, but no financial planner is going to tell you that because they need you investing the money with them or yeah. if that's how they make a living.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
2: let me tell you, there was a wonderful book written by Helene Olin. O L E N. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was um, called Pound Foolish. And the subtitle is something like Inside the Dark Side of the Financial Services Industry. And I I quote her in my book because she said, the percentage of people that can actually save enough money and invest it so their investments will pay them enough to live on for 30 years, 8%. Wow. Now, a game that only 8% are winning is a broken game. But this is why women are seeing it; they're feeling it, even if they're not adding up all the statistics like I have done. They're mm-hmm. they're feeling insecure. They're going, "How can I be safe? I'm terrified that I'm not going to be safe because security is missing. The safety net is missing." Yeah. They're, and really, the truth is, there is no security except in yourself.
1: Yeah. And we've got to stop looking outside of ourselves for that security when, you know, a lot of the the system is not working um, to help us to have that. that. So we need to take that responsibility for ourselves.
2: Yeah, and let me just share with you the Republicans who are up and coming and talking about taking over Congress and being the next president. They want to take away the little things you have now. They want to decimate Medicare. They want to give Mm -hmm. vouchers to old people Mm -hmm. so that they can put that towards their payment for medical services. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to take away Social Security. They say it's broken, it's running out of money, let's dispense with that. So they're Mm -hmm. advocating taking everything away from the middle class, and the middle class is who's hurting. What, they Mm -hmm. want everybody to be making $10 an hour? I don't mm. get it, and I don't know how they get middle-class people to pay for, you know, to yeah. to vote for them, to vote for those kinds of things that help the working person.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
2: It, it's just yeah. interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it but, is. It is. We've got so much to cover here, Chelsea. So I just want to dive into a couple of things you shared in the book. Yeah. Um. So I'd love to hear what you were talking about when it comes to women. How, you know how women can get more confidence, charisma, and cash you know in the workplace if you look at um you know what they need to do to to get more into that
2: um, you know one of the things that impressed me when I took a class on marketing was this mm-hmm. man said, "Well, first of all, you want to design everything you do and say and write
0: mm-hmm. to attract
2: the people you want and mm-hmm. repel the people you don't want." Right. Well, I was shocked out of my skin when he said that. (laughs) I had never been taught to repel people. I was raised to be a nice girl. Yeah. And then, you know, I started getting it. Mm -hmm. I worked hard on this issue because I had so many nice girl tendencies that I I don't want to be rude, and I don't want to make anybody feel bad, and I, mm-hmm. I want to take care of everybody else, so you can only afford to pay me this, okay, you know, yes. I want everybody to be able to afford my class, but you know mm-hmm. what, you can't do it, because some people can't afford five dollars, and you're going to yeah. go broke.
1: Yeah. And their level of of affording is different from one person to another as well. You know, someone exactly. can think that they're they're broke when they've got a hundred thousand dollars in their in their bank.
2: <laughs> hey, some people feel broke on five million. Exactly. Or billions. It's really yeah. true. How yeah, much money do you think you have to have to feel safe? That's exactly. how much fear you've got in your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh-huh. I, I know that um part of what you were um you shared is that charisma it comes from liking yourself, not being yourself. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, um, Chibi, That just sounds so amazing to me. I
2: like that quote. Did I say that?
1: <laughs> you, you you did.
2: <laughs> Listen, I've channeled so much of this, I don't know what I said sometimes. I have to go reread this book. Yeah, yeah. I read it's passages, so I go cool. Wow, where did that come from? That sounds really good. <laughs>
1: that sounds so cool, yeah. So you I mean everybody it, it always feels...
2: says be yourself, you know, and when you're yeah. not being yourself you don't know what they mean. Yeah. What does that even mean? Be myself. Because you're trying to act cool and you're trying to be attractive to men, maybe or women, even or mm-hmm. whatever. You're you're trying to please people. That's our big fault, women.
1: You know what's interesting? Uh, what what's coming up for me, Chetty, is that um, it's being being your authentic self, and you can only be your authentic self if you like yourself and you yeah. know yourself.
0: Fall in love you know. with you, really. Yeah.
2: I started just appreciating myself.
0: Oh, you did
2: something good. Oh, you helped somebody. See, teaching the workshops for me was years and years and years of study of how I could be effective and help people. And actually when people started praising me and saying, you are fabulous, you are wonderful, I started to take it in. It was Mm -hmm. hard because I was raised Mm -hmm. not to be arrogant or boastful.
1: And it was
2: hard to take the praise in and say, yes, that's true about me. And I saw recently on Facebook, I love Facebook, I just (laughs) connect with so many really rich, wonderful individuals, rich in character and Mm -hmm. in spirit. Mm -hmm. And this woman had posted a picture of the Buddha, and the quote was something like, passion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. Mm -hmm. And I got a chill, and I went, I'm adding myself to my own prayer list. Beautiful. I love that. I'm going to add myself. I had done that years ago, actually, Mm because I had seen something similar. But, you know, we need repetition. We need to hear the Mm -hmm. truth many, many times before we really get it. And Mm -hmm. somehow that saying just sunk in so well to me Mm -hmm. that I really started appreciating myself. I'm a good person. I work on myself. That's good, too. Um, I try and help other people. That's good, too. I look for reasons to like me. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't look out in the world for reasons unless Mm -hmm. you're looking at the good people who are really fabulous people. When they tell you something that's good about you, believe them. Mm -hmm. When the angry, whiny, awful people out there say something negative to you, do not believe them. Do not take it in. They're not your people. Mm -hmm. I divided the world into two groups, my people and not my people. And my Mm -hmm. people, when they tell me something, I listen, I think about it, maybe I need to make an adjustment, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's for my soul's growth. Mm -hmm. But the angry, whiny, awful people, that you see so much of on the Mm -hmm. Internet... Mm-hmm. I, they're just not my people. They're never going yeah. to be my people. I'm not going to talk with them. I'm not going to try and talk sense to them. You, mm-hmm. you, there is not enough eons in the universe for you to be <laughs> able to do that.
1: Well, and they're there are enough people that are all your my.
2: people. Pardon? There,
1: there are enough people that are your people. You know, so you don't have to pursue yeah. the ones that are not. You know, don't waste your time trying to persuade and bring those people over. We want to be able to repel those people and attract the people that, you know, we want in our lives. Exactly. Jenny, yeah. Chet, tell me about how women can solve their love-hate relationship with money in regards to law of attraction and, because and, um, I, I know we're touching on this right now, so I think that would be wonderful just to step into that.
2: The love-hate money, you know, that relationship, mm-hmm. the love-hate thing, is mm-hmm. all about how we have to reframe the way we yeah. hold money because, you know, we have this conversation about, oh, the rich people are bad, and and mm-hmm. then we don't want to have the money because yeah. it will make us rich, and then maybe we become a bad person. And mm-hmm. they're, they've done studies and, and surveys with people, and most people – dislike people who have a lot of money they think they have to have done something illegal to get that kind of money or at least they're being mean and being too competitive and that kind of stuff so we Mm -hmm. do we have this we want it we need to have some of it but how much is enough and how rich should we be somebody said to me once in a, a talk i was giving said well what about the poor and starving and i said well you don't help them by being one of them (laughs) that's <laughs> true. Okay? Yeah, so, it's so you know, true. I see a lot of women say, oh, I want to change the world. You know what? Again, the Buddhists have a wonderful saying. It's not necessary to ch- try and change the world. Just look 40 houses down to your left and 40 houses down to the right and we'll work on them.
1: Wow. But it
2: starts with you. Just work on you. Mm-hmm. Just You it are going to shine a light every place you go. Allow yeah. people to see your light so that they can learn and grow from it and you can learn and grow from that interaction. So yeah. your job is to love yourself and then go show other people that you're loving it. <laughs> and that invites them to love you too. And then you can yeah. love them and it's this mutual exchange and your light grows bigger and brighter because you're together. Yeah. So loving yourself, you got to write a love letter to yourself. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It says, my darling, my dearest one, I got this exercise from a a coach named Mm -hmm. Susie Pruden. I took a Mm -hmm. weekend retreat with her, and she gave us this assignment, write a love letter to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do it. It was so hard. I started crying immediately.
1: Isn't it amazing? Mm -hmm.
2: I don't spend any time going on and on about how I love myself, and I'm so wonderful Mm -hmm. for this and that reason. I just was, it was shocking to me.
1: Yeah.
2: And when I got back. It's bad, isn't it,
1: when we realized that. Yeah.
2: I got back to the the class. Everybody's sitting there with red-rimmed eyes and and streaked makeup. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. she said, now we're going to share our letters. And people could only get through half of the first sentence without starting to cry. And we all cried the entire time we did this exercise. Wow. And I never forgot it. I said, that's how much... Self-love, we keep away from ourselves at all times.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I think there's so, you know, when you think about that little voice in your head and how um, critical it is, you know, um, we really need to tap into this piece of self-love to overtake and to get, you know, to, I know that voice does quieten when you do this exercise and you start to really um think positively about the things that are in your life rather than negatively um you know so it it, it can quieten that voice i know that to be true um yes. but if you but you can let that voice run rampant and a lot of people do when they're not con- conscious um and i think that's a beautiful exercise um to do Chelly. so i, I encourage yeah. our listeners to take that time you know it is valentine's tomorrow so what a perfect thing to do write yourself a love letter you know not to anyone else but to yourself that.
2: make that <laughs> yeah. work, you know make your romantic partner be you you are true yeah. self you're authentic i love self. it
1: i love it i think i've got a blog post brewing my in my head already Jenny, because of this <laughs> oh do it
2: absolutely I will. do it I will, I will. We have to do it, and let me tell you how that's going to help you make more money mm-hmm. and relax without stress.
0: Mm-hmm. Is the
2: more you love yourself, the more you trust yourself. Look yes. at your past. Somehow you have been able to weather all the financial storms that have ever come your way. You have been able to get an employer or create a business for yourself and get clients enough to keep body and soul together for all these years. Why do you think that's ever going to go away? Are you truly focusing in and creating your reality by picturing your life being broke and being not able to work Mm -hmm. and being sick? Mm -hmm. That's a mistaken use of your creative ability.
1: Yeah, and fear drives that that vision. So we really want to tap into that love uh, angle because that's what brings in the positive stuff and that's what we end up creating.
2: You're either coming from fear or faith. Yeah. And fear is just faith that bad things are going to happen. Why would you want to have faith in that possibility? No, Exactly, exactly. I think good stuff is going to happen. Now, I have a plan B if bad stuff happens. You know, I like to save some money. I know Mm -hmm. there's going to be Social Security for me. I know how much it is. I also Mm -hmm. am going to continue to write books, and my books Mm -hmm. pay me royalties twice a year, every Mm -hmm. six months. So Mm -hmm. look at how you can create multiple streams of income, but first comes your relationship with yourself, approving and loving yourself, looking at all the talents and skills you possess, that you've done it for a long time. You're not going to lose it. The -hmm. average employee, the average actually retired person, watches 49 hours of television a week.
1: Wow. That's like a full-time job. That does
2: like the golden years to me.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Mm-mm. That's crazy. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, it you know what? If I get too sick to, uh, to lift my head or whatever, that's partly why you maintain loving relationships with family and friends. Somebody's going to give you a hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: You're you're capable of so much more than you ever thought. And mm. don't listen to all those messages. You're going to run out of money. You're not going to run out of self.
1: Yeah, that's true. I love that. Not going to run out of self. Mm-mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're close to the end of the time um, that we've had together, Chelly. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know that we, um, we promised... Um, that you would share that little tidbit that you, you took Suze Orman to task, and before we before you oh, share yeah. that with us, I really want to I really want to hear that. <laughs> but be, um, before we do that, I just want to um, remind everyone just to hang out because we will be sharing um, some cool little gifts that um, uh, that Chetty is going to share with us. So um, we'll share the links to those in a moment. But Chetty, tell us about Suze Orman and what you, what you did. Well, good old Susie.
2: you know, she's not speaking to you and me and the listeners of this program. She's mm. speaking to worker bees who are going to be retiring, and, you know, she says, save all your money for retirement. That's the end all in all for her. Yes. Although, yeah. she's been roundly criticized lately because she tells you to invest in the stock market, but she has none of her money in the stock uh, market. Oh, really? That's
0: interesting. Zero.
2: Zero. Mm. So, and she's made her pot full of money. She's worth something like $25 million, so she feels pretty safe. And she's telling you to save money in the stock market when it's not possible anymore. You're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So the bone I had to pick with her is she wrote a column. She has a monthly column in O Magazine, Oprah's Magazine. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: this title, this particular month, it was June 2014, she Mm -hmm. said, Was age appropriate expenditures. And this Mm -hmm. woman wrote in and said she was 48 years old, she had nine months of savings, and she wanted to do her dream, which was Mm -hmm. to open a cake decorating business. Mm -hmm. And Susie said, If you were 22, I'd tell you to go ahead. But mm-hmm. these are the most important years in your 40s and 50s to be depositing maximum amounts of money in your 401K. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: well, a mutual wow. friend of ours, Louise, posted it, Kate Beaters.
0: Oh. She posted it
2: on Facebook, and I saw that. And my little corner of the Facebook universe erupted and started timing <laughs> in, well, I'm 76, and I'm starting my new business now. I guess I don't have a shot. And other people were saying this and that. And I said, wow. I started my workshop business when I was 42.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wrote my first book when I was 54, mm-hmm. my second mm-hmm. one when I was 58, and now I'm 66 with my third book. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm not done. No. <laughs> Do I sound done to you?
1: <laughs> not at all. I feel like you're you're just kind of firing up again, Chili. You know, there's a new chapter coming here.
2: <laughs> I know. He, ah. I'm really on all of this.
1: (laughs) I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, Louise Hay started Hay House Publishing when she was 58. You know, it's amazing what people can do. I mean, um, Barbara um, uh, Marks Hubbard, she's – I see what she's doing. She's – you know, an amazing spiritual leader, and she's in her 80s now, um, still yeah. doing what she's doing. You know, it's just incredible. Um, well, so she
2: started, I read she started, the story of a man named Harry Bernstein, mm-hmm. and he had written a book and had tried many times to get it published, and it just failed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He finally got a publishing deal at age 96. Wow. Okay. And he wow. published and he never three four books before he died at 101. Wow.
1: And his wow. quote
2: was, the 90s were the most productive years
1: of my life. <laughs> just huh. shows you, doesn't it? Just shows you. Yeah. And it just shows you as well that you can have a lot of power in a position like Sue's Orman's uh, position, which can um, have a lot of influence. And, and you really have to make a decision for yourself as to what's going to work best for you. It's, it's fine that she's... You know, you've got to be very careful about what you're saying to people, especially when you help hold a position like that, because there is so much um, possibility out there, and to dash people's um, hope and faith in that, I think, is is sad. Well, so. the
2: world has moved on, and the paradigm has shifted, yes, and her has. information has not shifted to keep up.
1: That makes She's a lot of sense, She's just singing really.
2: an old song that doesn't work anymore, and I'm here to shine the light on
1: that. Yeah, beautiful. Jenny, what's your um I'm excited to share your gift with our our listeners what um is the the gift that you want to share um I know that, I think you've got two things that you wanted to um talk you about no I so have a
2: number of things first of all, one of the things we have to do is change our belief system and our minds in thinking about money and I believe in the power of positive thinking and that you've got to say to yourself positive affirmations about money every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I will
2: send you my fabulous 50, top 50, if you email me, Chelly at Chelly.com. And Chelly, again, is spelled C-H-E-L-L-I-E. And then I think there are some things coming from you, Louise, um, like my 30 days to uh, a wealthy spirit, which is the first 30 days of mm-hmm. my book, uh which was the Wealthy Spirit Daily Yes,
1: yeah, 30, 30 Days to Wealthy Spirit. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Daily emails, the first 30 pages of your page a day book, What The Wealthy Spirit. That's the one that I mentioned um, yeah. earlier, which I absolutely love. If anyone mm-hmm. feels yeah. like they need to get a dose of abundance and um, a reality check, you know, with... Yes. And from our perspective, you know, uh, from Chelly's perspective, you really want to um, get that book. It's just fabulous. And then also um, a list of positive affirmations for attracting money. I think that's a huge one. Oh, um, gosh. I've had yeah. people tell
2: me that that alone has changed their life just from doing that practice every day. Wow. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. So, Chelly, I don't believe I have a link um, for that. Uh, Amber hasn't sent me one. Do you have one that, um, otherwise, we can get people just to email in for for that? I can give them uh, info at keys to clarity.com. Sure. Info at keys to clarity.com, and then uh, we'll yeah, let Chelly know send to send, send those to on it's to them. I
2: also on my website. You can search and find it.
1: Perfect, perfect. But I'll send it to That'd you awesome. so that you will have be able to tell people just click here. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So um, send in uh, your request for the two um, free gifts that Chelly's um, sharing, which is the list of positive affirmations for attracting money. And the second one is the 30 Days to a Wealthy Spirit with daily emails or the first 30 pages of her page a day book, The Wealthy Spirit. And you can email um, me. That's Louise at um info at keys to clarity dot com. The other thing I also want to share is um and, you know we talked a little bit earlier about um you know being your authentic self to be able to um create that attraction and um you know get what you um you need um and want and um so I want to encourage you to download my authenticity ebook called Authenticity The Path to Peace, Prosperity and Happiness <laughs> It's Very so beautifully, good. doesn't it, Shelley? So yeah. um, feel free to, to download that. It's um it describes a secret habit that defines a superhero in life and business. So I really want you to to get a hold of that. It's um at Keys to Clarity dot com forward slash authenticity e-book keys to com forward slash authenticity e-book and i'd love for you to read that authenticity the path to peace prosperity and happiness all right chelly i'd love for you to share your one pearl of wisdom as we wrap up the show
2: ah let's see what is the one thing i would like to say I think so many things get solved. We didn't really touch on this. Mm -hmm. But one of the chapters in my new book is the real money in life you lose is the money you fail to earn. Mm -hmm. So ask for the raise. Ask for the bonus. Ask for more money from your clients. Look around. Do a study. Find out what the top people in your field are paid. And you can make that money too. Don't ask the people that aren't doing well. Ask people who are very successful what they charge.
1: Because
2: living within your means is important, but not as important as increasing your means. All of your money problems get solved if you make more money.
1: Yeah. And, and, And asking the right people is important because I think there's a comfort zone in hanging out with the people who you know, are at the same level as us. So we just keep creating that. Um, so really tap into those what Chelly said around, you know, who's successful and ask them rather than, you know, the people who are struggling at the same level as you. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Chelly, thank you so much. Um, I really want to encourage everyone to um get uh Chelly's new book, Eliminating Um Rather, I beg your pardon, let me just, uh, it's uh, From Worry to Wealthy, A Woman's Guide to Financial Success Without the Stress. And can they go to Amazon and get that, um, Chelly, or go to Chelly.com and, and get that there?
2: well, I just refer them to any of the online bookstores that you want. Perfect. Barnes and Noble, Perfect. everybody has it. Um certainly Amazon has a lot of them and I mm-hmm. actually the book was just released last week, February mm-hmm. 3rd, and mm-hmm. um it went to number 1 women in business book.
1: Wow. So that that's was awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Beautiful, Chelly. Well, it was wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you to all our listeners for being here as well. I adore you and I want to support you in having the best life you can possibly have in your business, creating the lifestyle you want, helping people and making a difference. And so keep coming back and listening. Check out the archives and we'll be back on the show again in in a couple of weeks' time so keep an eye out and go to keys to com to sign up so that you can um get our updates as well all right thank you everyone take care and have a happy valentine's day bye now